All right, everybody, here we are. Shug Me the Mooney, episode 77. Mm-hmm. Seven up. Uh out episode. I'm yeah, I'm I'm back in my uh, little bat cave. Um the last couple of weeks, uh Shug held it held down the fort. Uh I was in somewhere else. Uh, but we're here to rock and roll. Uh just just in general, we're gonna talk about um it's kind of interesting because uh, there's a lot of movies that um, people just remember the movies, but there's some there's some uh, movies that have soundtracks and songs that you would like you forget that they're part of the, the part of the uh, movie, but they're so iconic, and you're like, that's random. That was in that movie. Uh, it's a little abstract, but we'll get into it during uh, the episode. Also, of course, today. Uh, it is Friday, uh, November. Please tell me because it's a blur. Uh, no- November nineteenth. Um, we're going to talk about a very you know something we talked about last week. Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was uh, announced this afternoon before we recorded. And um, we talked about it last week, so we're going to just give our thoughts on uh, sort of like a part two of that. Uh, but besides that, uh, Shug, how was your week this week? Um, some good, some bad. You know, the other day, a lot of people who, you know, listen to, to, to rap music lost like a real one. Um, Young Dolph was shot down in Memphis. And, you know, every time, like, we talk about somebody dying, you know, first way way you find out on Twitter. And, you know, a lot Mm. of people was like, damn, I hope this shit ain't true. Where's TMZ at? Da-da-da-da-da. But we definitely lost a real one. I'm going to elaborate on Dolph in Award of the Week. So, spoiler alert, Award of the Week is going to go to Young Dolph. As I said, when we first started it, and this is, I think, like, our somewhere between 9, 10, or 11 when we done. But I, I've said, you know, a water week ain't always going to be wow. like ingest and shitting on people. It's also going to be really, you know, talking about, you know, people doing um, great things and things we appreciate for our week. And I just want to say, like, young Dolph, like, I'm just going to appreciate him for more than this week. But this week, unfortunately, we lost him. Uh, we lost him to senseless violence and you know, in in association with Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, census mm-hmm. violence, you know, that's that's like America in, in a nutshell, really. You know, if you yeah. read a book about America, it's always it's gonna have um at least one mention of census violence in every single chapter, and that's that's some sad shit. Well, I mean, in the whole I think, I think the revolution started with a shot that they praise it over like the one gunshot in the Remember Lost the first person I lost his life for America was a black man, Christmas addicts. I didn't want to say yes, but it's what I'm talking about. So think about it. So uh, violence is in, innate in us. Uh, me, speaking of history, one of my favorite comedians, Shug, uh, we, me, me and you talked about Tough Crowd uh, a few times. We, uh, we, we, we've given tribute to one of the main guests on the show, Patrice O'Neill, which we'll get into. But uh, I saw, um, I, had a, I had a good week. You know, it, last week I was sick. Uh, I, I found out that I had like a mild case of pneumonia and, um, and a little anxiety and all that shit. So it was a little, like you could tell, like I had all these great ideas and then I would talk and I was just like, this is just shit. What am I, what am I saying? But uh, everyone who listened, thank you for listening to it anyway. But um, I saw Colin Quinn live uh last night i bought it on a whim the night before um i asked chug if he could go couldn't um so i was like who else would be into it but i'm in this whole like it's thanksgiving week i've been bonding with my old man my father um so i went with my dad and uh it was on the same block as where i used to work during college um I used to be a doorman in uh, the village, uh, Stonewall. And that's where I learned a lot about, that's why now like 15 years later, like, you know, the whole um, 
gay, you know, gay pride stuff and stuff where one guy was like, Hey Mike, can you work for me on Saturday? And I'm like, sure. Why not? And he was like, good. <laughs> and then I realized because he didn't want to be in the epicenter of the whole pride parade and who was in the insanity and stuff. But I was like, this is awesome. Like, I was like, yeah, I love, you know, I'm like, all for it. So, but with Colin Quinn, uh, right down the block, uh, is the Lucille, uh, theater. It's literally, if you ever watch friends, um, it's one of the, 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 the establishing shots of like when the, the, uh, when you come back from commercial, they would like zoom in. And it was that it was a village cigar area. And, um, but the uh, Colin Quinn thing was great. I saw him in July with my with my girlfriend and um, at City Winery, and he did like an hour hour and a half, and it was just like great stuff. But it was very very disorganized, and uh, but it was just very funny stuff. It was kind of a hodgepodge of all his like material. Um, so I'm like, well, he's getting ready for his next show. I was like, yeah, because like before COVID, he had an, an, another idea. It was about. Um, Trump versus MAGA versus, uh, you know, everyone else, whatever. And so he did like an hour and a half then. And then this one, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be the same stuff, but I just want to see it. I'm going to see the final final product. Uh, I have it over here. Where did I have it? I have the, yeah, right here. The the, la the last best hope is like the, the new uh, idea. And uh, so I'm watching it. My dad is next to me. I got some prick. Uh, I knew who he was. He was a critic for like one of these like newspapers in our area. And he was like snickering the whole time. But I was just like, all right, I know who you are. But I was like, whatever. Um, but it was great. It was um, pretty much 95% new material. And just five of the, the best jokes were from July. And uh, it's the same stuff that me and Show talk about all the time. We touch upon it all the time. That's why I'm like, we're on the same, we're, we're on the right road, you know, uh, social media, uh, just everything with the whole COVID and stuff and the end of MAGA and the whole like, end of the uh, Trump administration. But uh, um, basically it still felt very disorganized. And he like said, he's like, I know there's a little, you know, it's a little disorganized, you know, whatever, but that's the point. It's like, we're all like, what's going on? Like, you know, like, uh, does anyone know what's going on? Like, that's the whole point. It was, it was like confusing shit. Um, uh, so hopefully they film it and Chug, you can check it out one time. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, I'll wrap this up with this whole thing, but, um, it's where I used to work. So I used to, I used to get pizza at Bleecker Street pizza. Um, when I, when I used to work down there. So I was like, Hey, let's, I'll get you, I'll buy you a slice, you know? So I took, got my, got my dad a, a slice of pizza and um, I'm eating it. And I'm like, this is fucking good. And, but like my, the, the whole neighborhood is crazy different. It's crazy. I can't, I feel like I'm like an old man now. It's like so different, um, but I'm eating the slice and I'm like, and then, then Colin Quinn walks out and he's like walking by me and he's like, take it out of his phone to like call someone. And I'm like, Kyle, Colin, like, like I know him, like, like, you know, the ball's on me. And he was just like, like, he knows told me like wrestling. He was like, Hey, what, what do you want? You know, so I was just like, ah, man, oh, whatever. What was I going to do? Get, no, say, no, say, great show, buddy. Same thing with Artie Lang. When I, I completely sabotaged, um, when we went to see Artie Lang the first time before we got to see it, you know, and I saw him and I was like, talk to, I completely just like, you know, sabotage it. So um, uh, all I'm saying is like, check out, check out anything with Colin Quinn. If you're a fan of history, if you're a local New Yorker guy or just a fan of comedy, because it's like top notch. I know, you know, long winded, but this is top notch stuff. Um, it's pretty much like what I tried to be. And then a lot of the back and forth between uh, me and Shug, it's it, it's a beautiful thing, but um, but yeah, it just reminds me of Patrice O'Neill. And just check out the person uh, Patrice O'Neill. Uh, and check out the segment about Patrice O'Neill. Um, we did about in February or March. You know, just it, it was just great. Um, but the last best hope. Um, it was funny because it's like he gave no answers, 
and it was just it was just fun to um be back out there um just comedy is great it's like i i really hope that uh we can do some more uh comedy uh adventures going out there uh but yeah that's long-winded but um yeah it's it's kind of like a little complicated or abstract but hear hear us out um we're uh, cinephiles we love movies we talk about uh movies all the time we even talk about books we have the uh uh, once upon a time in a Hollywood series going on, but there's this thing that I've always thought about where I associate I associate mu- uh, music, a random random song to a movie. It has nothing to do with the movie, and I'll give you a little sneak peek. It's a uh, a movie that I have disowned. I, I have I still love it. I don't like it anymore. But Nightmare on Elm Street. It turned into this whole uh, soundtrack thing where like they would have like 20 different songs from like up and coming or like old school legend like stars. And it would just be like they would like snip the songs into the movie. But on the soundtrack, you had to buy the soundtrack and they had a banger. You know, they had like a, a Shane O'Connor song with uh, oh, shit, a fair name. Um, but anyway, it was a, it was like a like a freaking number one hit in the uh, hip hop charts. Uh, Put your hands on me, and uh, the Fat Boys, and they did a whole thing with with Freddy Krueger. And then in the last couple of months, or maybe a year, I was like, wait a minute, why the hell am I watching this? This guy's a freaking child molester, killer. But it was on it was like an MTV thing where they would like they would talk about. And they, they would like promote like these songs, but it was like a weird platform, you know. Um, so I thought about that and I was like, but these are like these are like great songs. And like I, I would love these songs, but I don't want to watch the movie. They, they just have them on the soundtrack for some particular reason. Uh, and then, then the next thing I thought about was uh, Batman in 89 with Prince. It was just a, a album that he wanted the Prince wanted to release. And it's a complete Prince album. And then I don't know he's he's talking about, baby, I want to I want to lick you up, up and down. I want to suck. And then he's like, and then Joker shows up. <laughs> it was like weird, like that type of thing. Um, so it's like back then we didn't have the internet, we didn't have social media, so they would they would have to you know, they would have to send out these singles. Um, in between different albums, like rock bands and pop bands and uh, rap groups, they would have like, uh, like a year gap. And they're like, we have one song, let's just get it out there. And it makes no sense where it's like, a, it's a movie about, you know, Batman, just for example, you know, they'd be just, I was watching, I was listening to the whole Batman soundtrack and it was just like, I was telling Shrug, I was like, how the hell did like like Prince is talking about Conalingus, and then the next line is about Joker messing with Gotham? It's like bizarre to me, but like that's the soundtrack. That's the soundtrack of the movie. And then years later, uh, for Batman Forever, they've had these classic songs, really classic songs, and you couldn't listen to it unless you bought the soundtrack for the movie. Um that's just something that always fascinating because it's like you know because there's a there's a moment in time where like all the studios and the um music industries like they combined so it's kind of like i'm watching a movie and i'm like all right you know i'm watching a movie about a, a guy who kills you in your sleep okay all right oh damn that's a good song all right cool you know it, it, that always fascinated me but the one thing that i w- really want to bring up is um, a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. They're out of favor now with a lot of people, but Red Hot, there's a silly movie. Uh, hey, we talked about it before with like one of the movies that I taped during my free weekends with Showtime and you know uh, HBO and stuff, but it was Coneheads. And uh, it's like a really dramatic song, like a dark song about like a really serious stuff. And it's a silly movie about aliens with like, 
heads of cone. It's, it's like bizarre, but like you couldn't buy that song. You couldn't purchase, you couldn't own that song unless you bought the soundtrack to that movie. So like for 10 years, it was like, you had to buy the Conehead soundtrack to listen to the song called Breaking the Girl, which is a great classic song. Um, that's, that was the whole thing. Um, no, I'm saying like, um, so when I said like a random song that you would associate with a movie, uh, what came to mind when I brought it up? This, uh, ab- this very abstract idea. What'd you think? So you said like songs I was like on a song songs from a movie that I was on a soundtrack and you had to buy the whole soundtrack to listen to that song? No, just a random song that like had nothing to do with the movie. It's not like a song about, you know, like don't you forget about me. The whole thing is like, okay, we get we associate that with Purpose Clothes, but just a random song that like had nothing to do with it. Like like I get I get the point of don't you forget about me for the Breakfast Club. But like breaking the girl on Coneheads, it's only there because they wanted to promote the song, that whole thing. So it's like really weird. Like in the Batman Forever, I didn't even get into the James Bond moment where it's like songs. That's that's a completely different thing that we can say for another time. But um, it, you know, it was, a, it was an abstract. It was a just like a thorn against the wall, but. Uh, like, like, there's so many. Now they don't do it anymore, though. But like, you know, um, from 1993 to 2005 or six, you couldn't. You had to buy the Conehead soundtrack to own because the internet was this LimeWire and stuff. But to own this "Breaking the Girl," which is one of the, the best Red Hot Chili Pepper songs of all time. But it was in a weird scene with Chris Farley kissing uh, the Conehead daughter. Like it's to me, that's like, why would you not put that on your real album? Why would you know? And it's the whole thing where it's like movies would or studios would do that. That's the whole thing. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of movies about that. A lot of movies that use that. Oh no, we went to we into Excel had like some quality Whitney Houston songs. I forgot she was on there, but I think like CC One and and they did that one song, but I don't think it was on any of like Whitney Houston's albums. Um, they had Not Gonna Cry, which is like my favorite Mary J. Blige song, but I think Mary J. Blige like put that on her album. But the Whitney Houston songs, you know, um. Count on me and the shoot waiting to excel song like all mm-hmm. I was just on waiting to excel. Oh yeah, I tell you, I I get the whole like yeah, I get it. But um, what's the other one? It's um, just like weird stuff that I grew up on. I grew up li- listening on like the uh, Street Fighter movie. All right, it's a Street Fighter movie, and it had like a fucking awesome soundtrack. Do you remember? Yeah, did you ever listen to Street It's like Onyx and it's like LL Cool J. They have like these like crazy songs. So they have like the regular songs that they were gonna release anyway, and then they they, they have one verse where it's like, and then Guy oh, little fuck up Ryu, <laughs> it would just end. And I was like, all right, okay, it's Street Fighter. Okay, I get it. Um, oh, that's like the whole thing. Space the Jam weird... too. Um, yeah, you know, um, hit them high. Um, I believe I could fly, but I think R. Kelly. I mean, no, but yeah, I think R. Kelly like, put that on his his album too. But that's a little different. Space you know, Jam. Space... I, I think I had the Space Jam album. Like my dad had it. Oh man, dude! I, mean, I, I listen to that all the time. Like I had all these the soundtracks. So like, of course, me and you are huge cinephiles. We know we love that. But like, music is always sort of secondary. Where, but um. I think a lot of people listening to us right now um, will associate one song to a movie. Um, but it's like the song feels like it's not really, like you wouldn't completely associate it to the actual movie. Um, uh, the one last thing I'll say about this is uh, 
Batman, the Batman Forever soundtrack when I was like six years old. It was like I would blast that. I had the cassette and everything. But I had like nothing, none of the songs had anything to do with the movie. It was just like random songs. But the songs are in the movie. There's a song about, uh, remember the song with the Riddler? You hate your boss at your job. You know that song where like uh, Riddler is like destroying his office? Well, that song is from like years earlier. It's, the song is like, a, like an old song from like 15 years earlier. But they, uh, they they used an old song and they, uh, they they applied it to like the theme or like the scene and everything. And I think I'm getting back into screenplay writing, just FYI. So like um, just the idea of like using um, a song to, uh, you know, accentuate the scene. Uh, it's like a lost art. I don't think I haven't seen a movie in since the you know 90s. What can you remember a movie where like they have a TV show is yes, but not movies where like the song, hey, you know, it's it's a stupid joke. I'm tired of it. I'm uh, the whole silence of the lambs, uh goodbye horses stuff. I'm tired of that shit, but like that that random song applied to a scene is a big is 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 like it made it made the whole thing it made the whole little area, but um yeah it's just the beautiful uh uh back and forth between the music and the the movies uh for us cinephiles and um you know, music guys I love music too. Uh, I just thought it would be great to uh, delve into that. Okay, so on Sugar and the Mooney, uh, last week we talked about Kyle Rinhouse and the uh, trial. Uh, I mean, we weren't going to get into the details of it. Uh, you know, you, you know. if you don't know, then look it up. Um, but today, you know, I, I've been up, you know, I wake up really early. I work out like at like three in the morning really early. And I took a nap. And... I was uh, over at my old man's house and he was like, they're about to announce the, uh, the verdict. And I was like, oh yeah. So, I, but I just sat down for like, a, you know, a minute, but if it turned into an hour and I woke up to the, ah, for fuck's sake. And it was um, my dad listening to the live, um, you know, the, the verdict, you know, for Colliver and house. I gave my thoughts last week. Uh, a lot of what I said was devil's Ave. You know, I'm always like going back and forth. Um, what I, you know, what I truly believe was this. And then what the, uh, apparently what the jury relied on was my devil's Ave thing. Cause I can tell what these people are thinking. Um, but he was uh, cleared of all charges. So that that is a big deal, because um, there's ramifications for the future. Uh, Shug, hanging out. You heard this. What do you think? Yeah, I, I seen the verdict um, today when I was getting on the train. And first of all, I want to say, like anybody, listen to this, please, please um, go back. And listen to what I said last week and listen to what we said last week in last week's segment because a lot of things we said, the outcome was exactly what what mm-hmm. we um on the ball. What we um predicted and altogether he was first of all they dropped the the first charge which was um uh illegally carrying a weapon across state lines which he did because he's a minor. He wasn't supposed to carry a gun from Wisconsin to Illinois. Um, I mean, from Illinois to Wisconsin. But they threw that out, which is something they would have found him guilty of, and he would have spent, like, I think six months to a year in prison for that, that in of itself. But all the charges that he was found not guilty of today, intentional homicide, Let's just break that down. 
he intended to go from Illinois to Wisconsin to kill somebody because of all of the things he's seen on, you know, right-wing media, all of the things he's read on Proud Boys and other, like, white nationalist message boards that have, you know, created what he is and recruited him into what they do. Reckless homicide. He, uh, I got to apologize last week. I think we said it was a triple homicide, but he shot three people. Two of them died and one of them survived. Um, attempted yeah, homicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about that during the during the week while I was uh, editing our stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's two people died and one person was uh, critically wounded and they survived. Yeah, I I I remember that after that, but it's been hate. It's been hectic here. That's all I can say. Um, attempted homicide. You carry uh AR fifteen into a protest where people usually don't carry guns like how many blm protests were happening all of last year and how many people got stopped and found with guns that were among protesters who weren't in like proud boys or any of these white nationalists right-wing extremists um groups so yeah he was he was he wasn't attempting homicide which is what the the jury concluded and then two counts of yeah, but also, I, I also forgot last week that there was a whole scene where they were giving them uh, police. The officers were giving them um, refreshments. It, it, that's crazy. And, you know, the, everyone says, like, he walked by and the cops let him go with the, with the gun and stuff, after, you know. But it, it was like it was like a, a sponsorship. Um, and it, 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 you know, it's shocking. But uh, please, sure. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, um, two counts of endangering safety. Um, he went to a protest with a gun and killed two people, and uh, harm, uh, injured, or um, wounded another. Like, how is that and not endangering safety? If I, if you haven't seen it, so you know that was ridiculous. I think. The one person who was probably like breathing a sigh of relief is a stupid ass judge. Um, because as we've seen throughout this case, he probably wouldn't be appointed dog catcher in most other places. Mm-hmm. And God forbid he would have been left to sentence him because I, I tweeted this week, I'm like, he's probably gonna sentence him to a blizzard at Dairy Queen on him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I predict That's that right. Kyle Rittenhouse is probably going to be running for public office at some point in the near future because that's just how effed up America is. But when you talk about like real consequences, um, the fact that what he did is being applauded um, by some circles in this nation, I think it gives liberty to Proud Boys and like other right wing extremists to show up to BLM or anti police brutality rallies. And I said it last week, even stretching out to women's marches, LGBT right um, marches, different things where it's just not something that falls under the um, right wing, straight white male um, initiative that they're trying to trying to, um, you know, um, keep in power. Like, they could just show up to those rallies and just shoot people without impunity because, you know, they, they had this clown um, circus of a case and trial. And, you know, like, that's that's the part I'm scared of. Because, I, I, like I said last week, I predicted that he was going to be um, acquitted because I already see you already seen the bullshit. Yeah, um, I, you know, back last week I was elaborating on that. I was like trying to, you know, promote the idea of. Uh, I had a feeling that it was going to be like this, um, and with the proud boy thing, um, I, I'm I'm scared with them having hit this this little. This, I don't want to say anything. I'll just say this gentleman, this person, having a a, a voice going forward 
hey you know like he's like he got away with it hey you know i'm the i'm the fucking hero and shit like that i saw his face during the verdict i watched on c-span earlier before we recorded it was like i'm sorry from like home alone i'm sorry this fucking face like i just wanted to look you know that whole thing um not because of what he did just the demeanor just pissed me off um but i also feel I don't want to go into a whole conspiracy thing, but I think the judge. All right. I'm going to go on a conspiracy theory right now. I think the judge got money from the Trump MAGA people to let him off. And in the hopes of when Trump runs again in 2024, he wins, he'll make him a Supreme Court justice. That is something you can quote me on. The, the judge didn't let him off. It was a jury. No, but he influenced it so much, though. He was like, "You can't say this." He coddled him. This is what I was saying last week. I know, yeah, I know that, but that—that's the whole court system. Uh, but you didn't see how like he influenced it, where he was like saying certain things. You can't call them victims. You can't call the people victims who got murdered. You know, um, I, uh, you know, I, I'm. I'm a, you know, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist because that's a no-no now because you know, I'd be considered a QAnon guy. But I'm just saying, you don't think that there was some underlying thing where it's like, just let it go. And like, because how do you go into a place? Let's say there's a Walmart thing, like a fight in Walmart and one person attacks somebody else. You, you want to consider... The person that got beat up a victim like mm. the, we're, we're about to go to black friday black friday this whole thing we always talk about there's been a joke for like since the 80s but it's specifically there's all these videos on the internet and stuff but it's like if i beat up someone just because it was a riot is, a, is, a, is that they're saying you can't call them a victim like if i beat the shit out of someone violently killed them um they're not a victim and then the ju- the jury can't can't consider them a victim it's self-defense this is the most backward ass fucking case i've ever met in my life like he came out with an ak-40 you know like a fucking uh, military you know rifle uh over state lines this is one of the most like disgusting things i've seen in a long time and it's uh i saw it coming i was you know i was thinking about it all week but uh sorry you you feel what i'm saying like you get what i'm saying like it's it's we said it last week i tried to say it last week i was a little sick but um like it was coddling him like it was like his dad like talking to his son like he's a good boy he's a good boy just give him a break. Give him a break. You know, he's 17. Give him a break. What's he going to do now? If this piece of shit goes on Fox News as a new show, like, give me a break. And then uh, one last thing I'll say, um, I, I, always hate, I always hype him up. Uh, MSNBC, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Hainsworth, Chris Hayes, Chris, whatever, but he's from like around here. But uh, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes, yeah, Chris Hayes. He sat on a tweet and he got like destroyed because he was like, I hope that this kid, despite this, can not go down the same road. What me and you talked about, we talked about this last week. I wish people would, more people would listen. But I said, what I said was, I hope that he doesn't, the Trayvon Martin with the Zimmerman, Zimmerman turned out to be a piece of shit. Did I not say that last week? You know, we all saw how he turned out. But Chris Hayes said, oh, hopefully he can turn his life around and then not go down the whole uh, George Zimmerman, you know, fiasco. And he got, like, he got, he got, uh, as you could say, ratioed. Uh, but I said that last week um, where it's like, you, you know who you are. You know who these people are just by how they, you know, whatever. So it's like he got destroyed by saying, bringing up, uh, hope, hope he makes the best of it. No, he got away with it. 
and it's 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 a it's a real shame it's you know it's a, it's it's dark as i would say but sure uh what else what do you think about it yeah i just think it as i saw this has like a bad precedent because you know mm-hmm. it, it it um invigorates you know a lot of these kids you know he's just 18 now mm-hmm. so it influenced like a whole lot of these you know young little like white nationalists you know now to feel like they'll gain some like type of notoriety and they'll do the same type of shit and just get away with it you know because they'll look at Kyle Rittenhouse and and look at what happened to him and uh, now he's off he's off the hook he's gonna go out he's gonna sign all of these deals and do all of this shit and you know, as I've said, probably have a future in, in, in public office just because of how fucked up America is. And the side part is a lot of these people are going to do Kyle Rittenhouse and think they'll have the Kyle Rittenhouse result, but then find themselves doing Dylan Roof things. Mm-hmm. And we just got to hope that they get the Dylan Roof um, results. And not the Kyle Rittenhouse results. And the other sad part about it is um, it's sad on like so many other so many levels because there's a lot of you know people saying like, oh, like why why do black people care so much? Like all the people are like he shot were white. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? That's like good white people because they were the anti-Kyle Rittenhouse, they were actually trying to help the cause. They were out there in support of um Jacob Blake and trying to, you know, highlight the injustices in this country and just the white supremacy and the social inequality. Well, what kind of message does that show where white people I do try to help, you know, and racism in this country, they get shot and killed and get no kind of justice. And then white people who are doing the shooting and killing of the white people trying to help and the inequality and racism you know if you're a white person and you're just like well what do i do now you know what side are you gonna pick the side that gets killed or the side that gets off and is hailed as a hero in some circles you know where where do you because you know let's let's face it reality is some people look at the shit and they just um they don't think about which side is being more helpful they think about which side do they stand oh. to lose the most? And yeah, that, that's a side part of it. It's such and a I, side president. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, I'll do two things right now. Uh, send the president. Like, what if on the flip side, when uh, someone else is like, if it's a liberal or a progressive judge, and you tell someone was innocent. But they want to like just like throw the book at them. How do you feel about that? That's a whole nother uh, can of worms. Um, that's what they actually. That same guy Chris Hayes brought up uh, on MSNBC. I've been watching a lot of MSNBC since I've been hanging out with my father. Uh, he's a uh, Democratic socialist. He's not a commie. He's a Democratic socialist. But um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, just I've been watching way more politics. Uh, I watched the whole filibuster. This fuck, did you watch this filibuster thing? Oh man, it was like eight hours of him talking about uh, all this bullshit. Uh, but it, that's again, that's that that is what I said last week. Is it's social contract idea of this is uh, this if you want to live in this area or this you know whatever this society. You got to follow these rules. But what we do as citizens is to try to influence it and change it. And uh, I think that things have been changing. Been, they've been going back and forth. You know, so uh, eh, it's just difficult. Um, I just, I, I fear, um, I fear that, you know, uh, it just, that smirk. I saw his smirk and it just really pissed me off. Um like he was like, you know, I'm sorry, I've been a bad boy, you know, the whole thing. And it was, uh, again, it wasn't racial, 
but it was. Um, you know, we, I watched the whole, this is the first time in like two, maybe four years, I, I watched like the developments of all the uh, thing. I was always preoccupied with other things, but I'm fully, I fully, I fully delved into uh, that, this, this situation. Um, yeah, well, we I was, well, I was like, I'm gonna say about it is you know, his defense was that he was just trying to go to Milwaukee or Kenosha, Wisconsin to protect property and protect mm-hmm. businesses. And I'm just trying to figure out where was the I'm um, protecting property people with all the guns and all that shit on January 6th. And I think we all know the answer because they were the ones doing that, busting on the windows of the Capitol building, you know, a sacred building in America. And I, I tell anybody, if you really want to see, I mean, well, America has so many examples. You know, America is like the movie that keeps leaking out um, footage instead of just giving us a trailer. They had, there's so much leaked footage of America doing, you know, really mess up things and if you can watch the january 6th documentary on hbo max because it's astounding to me that people who were actually there were the ones doing the interview so either um as the street state they were probably snitching I caught a deal or you know america is just what um, we thought america was where it's just like you know what? There's two Americas. You could do this, and half of us can't do that. And you know, at some point the reckoning is gonna come. I don't know. Me and Mike might be gray and old, or in boxes, um, six feet under. But at the time that happens, and probably while we're six feet under, we've been six feet under for, like, centuries. Because I don't see this shit, like, coming to an end anytime soon, unfortunately. No, I'm going to be stuffed. You're going to keep me in a uh, type of museum. <laughs> I want to be taxidermied, all right? I'm not going to do that stuff. But uh, honestly, uh, in, in all seriousness, um, I always say I'm proud of, like, the monuments. When I go to Washington, D.C., I'm like, I'm proud and stuff like that. That's not even me. That's not even my fucking like where I'm from and stuff like that. But you know, it's it, I. It just feels like you know I, I can be American more than someone else, and that's something that's like I hate the word white guilt and shit because that's a fucking that's that's a terrible term, and it's terrible. But uh, um, the whole broad stroke of everything. Um, I can appreciate, you know, it's it, America. The whole point of America is everyone, you know, just random, you know, just whatever, whatever. I'm whatever, whatever. And I can appreciate the idea of it. Of course, we have, always have to deal with, um, you know, the roots of it. Uh, the uh, great book. My father just bought a book, very educated man. He, uh, he bought the 1619 Project book. You know, maybe uh, we'll talk about that one day. Um, I'm so, you know, thinking about, yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it after him, but he's telling me about it. And, uh, but it all goes together with the experiment of America. It's so different. If you think about every other country besides, like, you know, the, uh, you know, in North America, Canada, and stuff like that, the whole idea of like, where you're from and stuff like that it goes into a uh, it goes into this thing where it's like some people don't know where they're from and that's a that's a dark thing to think about um i have the privilege of knowing that where i'm from and so that and i have pride you know I'm like hey you know, I, i'm irish i'm irish i always have irish and american and new york some people don't have that um that's the whole point of like people lost so much history so much of their past and stuff and with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing just to wrap it up um I saw it coming where it's like the 
you know, the whole court system is like, can't say they're victims. All right, so there are aggressives. They're they're like attacking him. How the fuck is these guys on skateboards attacking a guy with a fucking fucking uh, military rifle? And that's all I'm gonna say. This guy is gonna be on Fox News tomorrow. Yeah, he'll have his new. This judge is gonna have his his own show on uh, Fox News. I don't really get too heated, but seriously, like how the, how are people on skateboards? Who are protesting during a, this crazy amount, this crazy time in uh, our life? Twenty twenty was nuts, and you know the whole thing. They get killed. They threatened him. He killed them. Bullshit, man. He guy had a fucking. They were giving uh, the cops were giving them the refreshments, you know. So any all these people in my neighborhood who have the blue lights on and all that shit. You guys are fucked up, man. Fuck you. That's crazy. But anyway, that's my that's my rant. <laughs> I don't know if that will pass uh, SoundCloud uh, or YouTube. But seriously, man, it's wild. I'm not. It's it's fucking nuts. Order of the week for episode seventy seven. Um, unfortunately, I have to go to a young brother. Um, whose music I enjoyed. I'm not gonna sit down here and act like I was like the 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 most huge Young Dolph fan, but Hundred Shots, one of my favorite songs. Um, a song that he did with OT Genesis, cut it. One of my favorites. I actually love his verse on there way more than OT Genesis's um parts. You know, no disrespect to OT Genesis. But Young Dolph, man, um, a rapper out of Memphis, uh, was gone down in Memphis uh, this week, uh, five years older than me. And, you know, I want to give him a water week for just being Dolph. But the official thing I'm going to say is he was a hood dude. That was a good dude. He was in there in Memphis putting money into this community. Trying to buy black, trying to buy back his block, and you know, try to make it better so more people come out of Memphis, um, just like he did. And you know, there's a lot of things about him that came out after he tragically was killed that I didn't know, but some of the things I did know before he passed away. I do know there was a famous story a couple years back where Duke Dean went into like a coffee shop that was you know on the university of Duke University and he fired the two workers that were working there because they were playing young dolphs get money. Um and he didn't like that. Hmm. And young dolph invited the two workers on the stage at a show that he did, I think nearby Duke or somewhere in North Carolina. And he gave both of them $20,000, $20,000 of his own money. When he found out that they got fired for playing his music, that's a real dude right there. And he said, I don't know if you get another job, but while y'all looking for one, I got y'all, and I somebody that got shot down. And he got killed in front of his favorite bakery and prayers up to that bakery because, you know, that's probably a, a Black-owned business out there in Memphis trying to make it. And now they have, like, this terrible story of, you know, one of mm. their top customers coming through and getting killed. So I, my prayers is for them and the owners because... You know, that's sad to have. He was a family man. He talked about, you know, during the pandemic where he wasn't able to perform and go on the road that he really got, he really enjoyed spending time with his kids. You know, his son and his daughter, um, his girl, I'm not sure if they was married or not. Either way, it don't matter. He was a family man. He was so much of a family man. I hear this. He would not have dudes in his crew if he knew they didn't take care of their kids. 
he would not have dudes in his crew if he knew they didn't care, take care of his kids. To him, that behavior was lame. Mm. That shit was lame. And, you know, I, I always thought, I remember growing up, I was like, damn, like, you know, the, the you know, being a rap music fanatic, I don't know if it was, you know, the advent of dudes like Drake and Kanye coming in where, you know, you know they wasn't hood. Mm. But before then, like, dudes had to mm. really have, like, you know, mm. you know, like, hood pedigree. It, to... it, it was like a back, you got to be a biker gang. You got to be like, yeah, you have a, a credit or a gang. You got to be like a credit for the shit. Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. That's good. I get it. I don't know if it was Alvin or this, those dudes that, you know, before then, like, dudes had to have, like, street cred. Like, you had to be in your hood all the time. You had to um, be street and shit like that. That After them, people really didn't give a fuck. And then a couple years ago, Nipsey Hussle got killed in his hood in on Crenshaw in front of his store. And then people really was like, yo, we don't care. And I even said it. I was like, I don't like any rapper. I don't even care if you don't if you leave, if you come out of the hood and you never go back, I do not blame you. And, you know, that shit like resonated with me. And, um, you know, I always thought I was like, yo, if I ever get famous, like, would I be able to go to like my favorite spots here in New York anymore? Like, can I go to Caridad, Malikon? Um, you know, here, you know, City Island, and just not, you know, gotta worry about my life and stuff like that. But seeing these people, you know, he he died, and just like a week ago, he was just talking about this bakery about how they make some good ass like chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. And he was there, and somebody just, you know, pulled up on him and just, you know, mm-hmm. killed him, and it's just sad. So. Order the week goes to Young Dolph for just being a hood dude who was a good dude, and I hope people follow that principle. Um, and just everything that he stood for, like family, and just take you know, putting buying back the block, like putting money back into your city, taking care of your kids. You know, that you know, his thing was like they ain't you know, kids don't have a choice of being here, you brought them in here, so you got to take care of them. Don't got nothing to do with you and your baby moms. They don't got nothing to do mm. with this and that. And the third, just make sure you take care of them. Let's get into final thoughts. Because I'll, I'll give my... I have a... Andy Rooney. You familiar with Andy Rooney? Yeah. I'm Angry Mooney. That's my new name. For my uh, my award version of this. If I have to hi- hype up. But check this out. So... I came in late. I, I was dressing all leather. I had leather. I was a badass. I was like, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. The whole thing. And um, it was a uh, shaman from the uh, uh, Navajo, I believe. And he was like, yeah, everyone has like energy. Everyone has energy. I walked in the room and it was like, it was completely full because it was like hundred dollars. It was like overcrowded. And he was like, everyone has an energy. And he looked at me and he was like, this individual right here has a huge energy. <laughs> it was just like, and then I was like, wow. I was like, yeah. And he was like, saying negative energy. I was like, I know, I'm sorry. And it was just like that whole thing. Um, but yeah, but just, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up, the whole thing. Um, with, but my final thoughts, uh, I thought it was beautiful what you said by the way um i i there's so many things i can't like i have thoughts on it i believe and i could support and stuff but i can't believe i'm more into uh personal stuff that's going on in my life uh have an anniversary shug you saw my tweet you liked my tweet you retweeted my tweet and you're the best but um, I can't believe it's been 30 years almost. Um, so family broke up. Oh, well, they were like breaking up and stuff. We got a house here, they're breaking up. 
this is probably my whole uh, this is my home alone thing because it's the holidays coming up um but it's a real important thing that i've been thinking about uh my Andy rooney any angry mooney thing okay so i have a cousin from um same the you know lowest of lows the lowest of lows they were dropped off in front of our house i was like two years old they're dropped off in front of my house with a trash can full of their clothes and said you deal with them so he taught me how to fucking dub tapes how to watch hbo illegally on the on the black box and then um it was just kind of like a that type of moment where it's like i still have this is it's still like a big deal to me like these vhs tapes and stuff but anyway the, the reason why i'm bringing it up is not random it's because it's the anniversary of home alone um home alone is a great classic film um when i saw it in theaters it was a it was i'm a criminal it was it was uh illegal we we went to see a different movie and then we went to see that uh and it was just just one of those moments where it's like who's this like who's this guy he's a he's a wild man you know i feel like we were like you know kind of like continuing the whole thing where it's like wow you're a wild man um that was the whole thing and with w it also with me, you know, um, he's gonna puke on Instagram. Um, long week. Shout out to all the Seinfeld wrestle post guys on Facebook and everything. Um, just a long last week. Um, but also, in in all seriousness, uh, there was another round of WWE releases, which is a shame um is it uh, i guess it is but john morrison is gone johnny mundo johnny nitro johnny whatever he should go by johnny whatever if he, if he goes by that i will uh, sue but it was johnny dynamite is what i say he's going to be uh his wife uh was fired or released last week and she's been very vocal on the internet um People are like shitting on her and stuff. It's like bug off, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, very vocal, very vocal. But she was the former uh, Tyler v- Valkyrie, and she's Frankie Monet now. But all I'm saying is like wrestling is in a good state. It's in a positive state. And I don't know. Like I had so much. I had such a great time. Because I'm hanging out here, and uh, well, now I'm back. Um, I was hanging out with my father. Um, people, hey, everyone seems to be getting more and more personal, personable, or personal, whatever. Shout out! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring it up, but Brian Pullman sent out a tweet last week saying the whole thing about losing his girlfriend, his phone, and stuff, and it's like, oh, my memories are gone and stuff. Okay. Full disclosure, show me the money. I'm dealing with a lot of shit, but I'm here, and this is the uh, this is a beautiful thing. And uh, I had a great time. I have a great time every time with you. Um, it's just like you know, there's a lot of things. You know, you know, you know. I think it's great. Um, the only things I want to bring up is um, something we recorded last year. Was the Thanksgiving uh, movie uh, special or cinema thing? I swear, I, I was thinking about that forever. So I want everyone to think about Thanksgiving not as like a holiday, and not as like what it represents and stuff like that. Just okay, it's it happens on that Thursday, but you know, think about your family, think about your friends. Think about your strangers, the random people you work with. It's a beautiful thing. Just be nice. You know, it's like, 
just like let's breathe. It's been a it's been a fucked up uh, couple years, all right. And there we go. That's my that that's my manifesto. Chug. Yeah, Mike in the intro was talking a bit about like Colin Quinn. So it got me to thinking about something that happened to me today or something I did today where I went to um a place and I, I bought some food and the person asked me if like I wanted some like if I wanted a receipt. And I'm thinking like, all right, you know, if I get a receipt, it's just gonna be like you know, uh dirtying up my like dressing table. Um as people can see, you know, if you've seen our videos, but I told them no, and then I thought for a second, I was like, you know what, nah, give me one of those. It was like, what? I was like, a receipt. I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, no problem. And the reason I talk about Colin Quinn was because you know we we talked a couple months ago about Patrice O'Neill. Um, after they did like a really great documentary about him on. Comedy Central where they celebrated his life and I said during that thing where um, one of my like probably my favorite joke from him and probably actually my favorite joke from a comedian is where he talked about like everywhere he goes he don't care if he bought like a 25 cent pack of gum he got to get a receipt because <laughs> you know he knew how like fucked up the American <laughs> just you know justice system was the best and you know, last week in my, my my final thoughts, I talked about Juan Catalan, you know, a young um, Mexican-American man out in Los Angeles whose case was helped. Um, previously, I thought it was saved by um, footage of him at a Dodger game, which um, appeared in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I realized, like, it went yeah. a lot deeper than that. And... um. You know, one of the things that could have helped him is that if he bought something with a credit card and got a receipt, you know, signaling the time that he bought something and the time that he was there, it could have helped his case. And I just thought to myself, that's the type of shit that, you know, black people and, you know, a lot of people of color, you know, getting railroaded by the criminal justice system have to deal with. And then you look at a situation like Kyle Rittenhouse where, you know, this man killed two people and, you know, Hmm. severely wounded another individual. And this was all, you know, they had pictures from different security and surveillance cameras around the area. And he basically still got off. And it was not only not surprising, but it was what a lot of people expected at the end of the day. And, mm. you know, at some point it's going to change. And I alluded to it during the segment that I don't know if it's going to change Um, in, you know, my adulthood. I don't know if it's going to change in my lifetime. I don't know if it's going to change well into my children's lifetime. But at some point, I hope that it does change. Um, and that's really, really the thing that disappoints mm. me about what happened um, today in our verdict. But what also scares me, you know, shout out to the last episode or the the episode before the last one, it scares me is Mm. what could come from this and which is, you know, more um, of these right wing racist individuals who just think they're going to come in and they're just going to come into these, you know, protests. You know, it's interesting. I forgot who it was. I want to say it's Dragonfly Jones that said this, which was that. Oh, you know, a white kid went to a protest. Um, you know, went to a protest and killed people protesting systematic violence against mm. um African Americans, and was saved by the same systematic um racism towards African Americans because he obviously had to try a lot, you know somebody that you know looked like me wouldn't have probably been um afforded but uh, i hope like this is a learning experience for everyone i hope like i said this doesn't like dissuade like the good white folks um that come out and support you know this you know systematic racism 
you know, support us in fighting this systematic racism. I hope it doesn't dissuade them from joining the fight. Um, going off of what I said last week, same message. Anybody who's listening to this, remember, don't let anybody have power on you over your life and make you feel that life isn't worth living because there's many people that love you. And, mm. you know, if, if you go away, they have to deal with um the loss of you and it's a heavy burden to leave people with um it might be i remember like you know taking your own life it's it's just like uh you know like a high it's like a momentary thing for Mm -hmm. you but it's the last moment that you're gonna have in your life and it's a lot of people that's left here that's gonna have to deal with it and my prayers is with anybody who's been um a family member or a loved one or loved someone who took their life um and i just you know people will just realize like there's another way the suicide hotline hit that up if if you if you need someone to talk to and you know there's someone that loves you so please like reach out to that person before you um you know, if you even think of doing something like that, but, you know, remain, you know, go out, get vaccinated. If you aren't already, go out and get a booster shot. As I've been saying, I've been trying to get mine. I haven't, but I want to go get one. Um, and that's my, that's going to be my second shot. Cause I got the Johnson and Johnson and people haven't even got their first shot. Mm. So yeah. And this has been episode 77 of Shug me the Mooney, Shug me the Mooney, Shug me the Mooney.